Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Pitch Cider Podcast. It's a midweek episode. Uh, we don't normally do midweek ones, but we thought we would, basically because of the, the squads that have been announced for the the upcoming Nations League games. Um, I'm, of course, joined, as always, by Joseph Keane. How are you today, Joe? Yeah, very well, thank you. Um, how about you? You had a nice day? Yeah, be very relaxed. Obviously, we're recording this on the day of the, the funeral of the Queen, so condolences. Uh, yeah, somber, somber feeling. It's a cold, bitter feeling in the air. Beginning of autumn as well. But anyway, let's move on to something a bit more cheerful, uh, particularly for Brighton, as they brought in a new manager, uh, Roberto Di Zerbi, uh, the Italian, formerly of Shakhtar Donetsk and Sassuolo. Uh, he's been his his stock has been rising uh, quite a lot recently, um, particularly when he was at Sassuolo. Um, he got them into, I think, sixth place or so. And then he moved to Shakhtar. Um, unfortunately, he had to leave the Ukrainian club uh, at the start of the, when the conflict was kicking off over there. But he's sort of the, the type of player, the type of manager they want to bring in. Uh, he brings in attack in football, which should uh, suit how Brighton line up uh, well. Joe, what are your thoughts on that? this? Um, I mean, I've never... I haven't heard this guy, but from what you are saying, he seems to be quite a good replacement for Potter. Um, looks like he's probably going to have similar ethics to trying to push on the club rather. Um, Brighton are in that period where they could push on to be top half of the league and within a few seasons, maybe pushing for this European Conference League, maybe. So it'd be interesting to see if he's got what it takes to take them to the next level, like what Potter did hmm. or whether he will only be there for a season or two and then be snapped up by one of the big clubs or if he'll go back to maybe Schalke or something if their league um, ever becomes more playable. Schalke But yeah, yeah, that's a good point actually. Um, it'd be interesting to see how long he stays at Brighton because I feel like that kind of club they need someone who can stay for a couple of years and see out that transitional period of and see actually where they end up and what their potential as a team is. Uh, in terms of Chelsea, they're looking to buy uh, to appoint a uh, sporting director, uh, and it's been rumoured that RB Salzburg's Christian Freund is uh, the man for the job. It hasn't been reported yet, as has been confirmed, but we'll keep you updated on that one. And in other news, um, if Leicester, who've had a pretty torrid start to the season, if they want to sack Rodgers, it will cost them up to £10 million up front, um, which is a sizable chunk of money. Uh, especially as they're dealing with FFP issues at the moment. We'll see how that goes on and how well Leicester can, if they can turn around their form. I think the main candidates, if they, they do get rid of him, would be Thomas Frank of Brentford, although I'm not sure he would want to move to Leicester at this particular time. And of course, Sean Dyche, who's been out of the job since leaving Burnley after they were relegated. That would be an interesting to see him back in the Premier League. Do you think? Yeah. So? Yeah, it'd be nice to see him. He deserves another shot. Um, there's probably a few other managers on the sidelines, maybe Sam Allardyce sort of figure, maybe mm. come in. Maybe they go for someone big like Zidane or Tuchel, um, now and he's both these managers, or Pochettino. Pochettino could be a good To Leicester? Mm. Zidane to Leicester? Well, <laughs> that would be scenes, absolutely scenes that happened. But um, I think I think Pochettino might be in a good, um, I mean, he's been out of work since beginning, uh, end of last season. Um, it was linked to be very close to the Chelsea job, um, mm. but 
yeah, he might want to get back into sort of football. But yeah, I mean, he did well at like a smaller club in in terms of Southampton with um, the players that they brought through and achieved quite well. Um, but I think you're probably looking for a little bit better of a club at the moment in terms of form and reputation. But who knows? Leicester, Leicester are in that sort of weird period where they would have been at the top to get a top class manager, but now where they are in the league, you now link them with like players like Sean Dyson, managers like Sean Dyson and Sean and Sam Allardyce. And this for the club's vision, they probably don't want these sort of managers to come in. So it's kind of where can you get the middle ground? Yeah, spot on. And also in the last bit of news that we've got, Barcelona are going to revert to a badge they used in the 1970s from next season onwards. So that'd be interesting one to watch out for. We're going to talk quickly a little about the Nations League squads, particularly England, as that's where we're based. So I'm just going to go through the squads that Southgate has picked for these upcoming games against Italy and Germany. And I think there's one other game. But for England's goalkeepers, they've gone for Dean Henderson, uh, who's at Forest on loan from United, Nick Pope and Ramsdale. In defence, uh, Southgate's picked Alexander-Arnold, Chilwell, Cody, Dyer, Gwehi, James, Maguire, Shaw, Stones, Tamori, Trippier and Walker. In midfield, uh, it's Jude Bellingham, Mason Mount, Calvin Phillips, Declan Rice and James Ward-Prowse. And up front, Tammy Abraham, Jared Bowen, Phil Foden, Jack Grealish, Harry Kane, Bakayo Saka, Sterling and Tony. Joe, any of these stand out for you? Any admissions that should be in here? Well, firstly, I would like to congratulate Tony on his excellent start to season and getting his first international call-up. Um, congratulations to him. He, he really deserves to be in this squad. And he probably at the moment will rival Kane to be starting. Um, I don't think... Tammy Abraham or Bowen should be starting in these because they've had very poor starts to the season. So it should, with these games, and especially as we're not going to be competing for this Nations League, it gives Tony a good shout to get into this World Cup squad. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Obviously, it doesn't mean this squad is not really representative who's going to go to the World Cup, but uh, it is sort of a maybe 70 or 80 percent of or who's going to go there um but yeah as you say in terms of tony it's he's had a fantastic start i think he's got five goals in six games so far in the premier league so he definitely deserves his his opportunity um in the england squad maybe if he can make a good impression in these upcoming games he'll he'll book a ticket to to qatar admissions that you know are not going or you know obviously rashford up front who probably would have been tony's um replacement um if he was in better form sancho's not in there either there's been a lot of hoo-ha about uh harry Maguire being in the team and luke shaw as well but for england Maguire, you know has been quite good it's hard to deny that and in terms of the left back position we were quite limited so i can see why luke shaw was included the only thing i'd like to say about harry Maguire is if he this is his chance to prove to England fans that he still got it to be able to do it for England. Um, but if he carries on as he is and doesn't isn't playing for United, surely this his position should go to someone else who is playing week in, week out. Because when it comes to World Cup, 
is he going to be match fit? And being Southgate, he's probably likely to start him as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, Southgate likes going for players who, you know, he's got, who's done a good job in the England's team. And Maguire has done that. So I don't know, maybe, maybe he'll be sort of sentimental and ignore slightly his lack of game time. Uh, I'm sure he will play a lot, um, a lot more uh, in other competitions as the season progresses. But, you know, right now for United, he's not, he's not a starter. And I don't think that will change. I think Martinez and uh, Varane will be the starters for the season. Um, so who knows on that one? You know, I'd like to tomorrow start with John Stones. There's a lot of pace in that, in those mm-hmm. back two. So that'd be an interesting dynamic if they get to play together. Um, I'm not sure why Jared Bowen got in as well. If we're talking about on form, he's, he's not really, you know, in in that place where you think, oh, we definitely need him in the team. There's probably a few other people that you can mention that maybe deserve a place uh, above him. But generally, yes, yeah, not a bad team. Obviously, there's no Pickford at the moment because he's out injured, and I'm sure he'll go on. Same for Rashford as well. Yeah, that's true. But I don't think Rashford would be in here even if he was fit. Um, Pickford, though, he would be, and I think he would be the starting keeper. Now I'm not sure who it would be. Uh, probably Ramsdale. Uh, who would you pick, Joe? Out of the three we brought. Yeah, I would say it's probably going to be Ramsdale, but. To be fair, all three of those keepers are on fire at the moment, and yeah. they're probably the three best, one of the three best in the league at the moment as well. So, yeah, and it, I mean Dean Henson's probably faced a number of shots, and so his Pope's had an amazing start to his Newcastle life, and Ramsdale is. They've only lost one game, so it's going to be interesting to see how. Southgate solves this issue, but it's always a good, good um, situation to have three informed keepers. Mm, absolutely, and particularly with Dean Henson, he's fantastic at saving penalties. He's got a great record. So, if England do find themselves in a situation where they're facing penalties, uh, maybe it's an opportunity for him to be subbed on and, uh, you know, have an opportunity to to make some saves. But yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, as I said earlier, that we've got uh, England to play in Italy and Germany in the Nations League coming up. So we'll keep you up to date on that. There is no uh, football in terms of Champions League or, or Domestic League uh, for a little bit, which is a little bit of a shame, um, just as it was getting good. But that is how it goes. Um, we also just want to have a quick look at the uh, World Cup um, kits as well. Um, um, before you move on, yeah, um, based on this England squad, what would be your formation you would like us to line up? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe a bit boring, but maybe four three three. I feel like we've got some good players that can fit in that sort of formation. Southgate does like going for three at the back, though, uh, or five at the back, whether you want to look at it. Um, so I think it depends on the the team that we come against. But yeah, I think for the way that you know the players that we do have, four three three probably suits them quite well. I do think though that maybe Miss and Mount should probably get a break from playing. Uh, he's not in the best form at the moment. And uh, although Southgate will probably play him in every game that we play, um, it'll be nice to see a little bit of a shake-up in, in who started in that sort of number 10 position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't... I I would like to see them play 3-4-3. Three, three, um, and I would drop Mason Mount because I don't see where he would fit into the lineup, especially if you're playing in, that, in the midfield four, you're playing Trent or James or... Chilwell or someone like that. I don't think he fits into this front three if you've got Kane, Sterling, and maybe Saka or Tony. 
mm. or Foden or Grealish because they're all in better form than him. So I don't, I don't see where he would want to fit into that lineup. But yeah, be interesting to see how we play. And for the comments about Harry Maguire not really playing, we've got to talk about Calvin Phillips as well. He hasn't really played a whole deal for, for City. Um, although that probably will increase over time. Not sure it's the same case for, for Maguire. But I'm not sure if Calvin Phillips will be a starter. Um, nailed on starter. Declan Rice definitely will be. Um, I, just an update on Phillips. It was confirmed yesterday that he is out of this England squad with a shoulder injury and it requires surgery. So he may, uh, not, even be, he may not even be fit for the World Cup now. Oh, well, that's not great for him. So I guess like it'll be Rice and being our holding midfielder, probably alongside Bellingham. Um, and then maybe, well, maybe Mount, uh, that's the number 10 known South game, but we shall see. But we also wanted to take a look at the, the squads, uh, the kits for the, uh, for the upcoming World Cup. They've all been released, or the majority of them have. Any of these stand out for you so far, Joe? Uh, what do you think of the England kit in particular? So, yeah, starting with the England kit, the, it's to me, I don't like it. I I prefer the away kit, but I don't like either of them. They're, they wouldn't even pick my top 20. Mm. I, I just think the, the white on the blue on the shoulders, the blue doesn't... I don't understand what that sort of represents because really i mean i know we had a blue away kit that was quite nice last time um mm. and then yeah the red the red looks quite nice but i just don't get the blue badge it's a bit strange the blue badge i do prefer the away kit like you did say yeah i i, I think it will look better in person than in the pictures but the home kit looks a little bit weird so i've got a weird weird watery ombre effect thing going on the shoulders but like the main body of it is just plain white so it doesn't really balance out well. Again, maybe it'll look better uh, on the actual players rather than just in the picture. But a bit of a strange mm. one. Uh, a kit that I did want to point out, though, has been really weird is the Dutch Holland, you know, the Dutch kit. Um, bright yellow gold. It's like shiny, iridescent. And the Dutch normally have good kits, actually, historically. They've not really had bad kits in the past. So it's a bit of a curveball for them to have this. It's it's disgusting. I've got to admit. What do you yeah, think? The, 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 I prefer the home kit to the away kit, but yeah, both of them are horrible. The, the blue kit is it basically England's red kit, but with it's slightly opposite. So they've got on this one, they've got a red badge with a blue shirt, whereas England got a red shirt with a blue badge. So no, I don't think Nike have done a very good job on many of these shirts. No, no. Well, I'll tell you one that I think Nike have done a decent job on is probably the French home kit. It's incredibly sleek. Obviously, they got the gold uh, representing, you know, the last winners of the World Cup. So it does look quite nice. They normally do have quite sleek kits, the French team. Um, so we could cool see uh, Mbappe destroying teams wearing that one. What do you yeah, think of the Germany uh, kit? Uh, yeah, the, the German kit I've put it down as... I think the away kit's one of my favourite ones, sort of the red and the black. It looks quite nice. I'm not too sure about the home kit, but the away kit I very much like. Yeah, I think they're both great. The home kit is sort of white, but with a black horizontal line down the middle, quite a thick one. 
with the centralized logo and Adidas um, symbol. I think it looks really sleek. Maybe a homage to maybe Gladback or something from the from the seventies or so. But yeah, it looks really nice. And uh, you know, a bit like France, Germany normally have really nice kits. Any other kits that stand out to you, Joe, for the World Cup? Um, so what? What are, I've got three written down as my favourites. So the the Germany one was was one of them. One of my favourites. I don't. It kind of is nice, but I I'm very unsure about it. Um, it's another night kit from South Korea. Their away kit. Mm, I was just looking it, at that one. It's it's black. Um, with kind of like red blue and yellow sort of like drawn over it it looks like a kid's come along with crayon and sort of designed it mm. but it reminds me of that ajax sort of bob marley sort of homage yeah. kit and it looks to me it's i don't know it's it's an outside shout for favor of mine i i'm sort of with you on that so far i really like it it looks like sort of paint splatters it's actually one that i'd probably buy to be honest and also the white um uh korea football association uh, logo stands out and it looks really nice to be fair so yeah that's a good shout to be fair the home kit though is sort of a little bit less uh pretty it's more of a neon sort of pinky weird color but their awake is it's top notch i like the creativity on that one mm-hmm. uh one that i do want to mention is portugal's home kit it's a bit out there they've gone for their obviously their their traditional red but with a green sort of I don't know you call it it's been dissected the kit in a diagonal manner and the bottom half is green so it looked quite interesting i wonder what color the kit uh the, the shorts would be to match the the shirt but yeah that looks quite cool one two kits that look very similar is the senegal kit and i believe it's the ghana kit or they not in it oh yeah is it the puma one yeah, they they yeah, it is the Ghana kit. So they're oh, both the away kits have sort of this box on it. Um, I think Serbia have a similar one as well. Yeah, I don't really understand what this box is meant to represent, if it's meant to represent anything at all. It's same with Switzerland as well. I think what they're meant to do is have the actual player number in that box, but you know, without it, it looks pretty horrible. I think Puma generally are pretty bad at making kits um and we've seen the last i think year or two uh, how you know man city and dortmund and a few other clubs all had that same cookie cutter kit with the we didn't even let's say the name of the uh, had the bat the badge of the club it just said the name like going across the the shirt um i think they look pretty terrible a bit unfortunate for ghana because they normally have nice vibrant kits and it looks pretty de- dire this time yeah, and the the Belgium kit, obviously the home kit, is just standard red. The away kit is quite funky. I don't, not too sure if I like the sleeves, like the little detail on the sleeves or not. Um, but the home kit has sort of this like fire on it, mm, flames. I don't, flames. Whereas if you then also go up and look at the Argentinian. Argentina kit, their away kit has the same sort of design but in blue. Mm. So, but I kind of like I like the Argentina away kit more than I like the Belgium kit. I think if the Belgium kit was done sort of in the same style as this away kit, it might look better for me. Yeah, and as always, Mexico do have two fantastic kits. Um, it'd be worth checking those out. 
uh, if you were looking to buy a kit, maybe one of those probably ones that you want to look into, especially the away kit looks very interesting. Um, sort of, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, mine or Aztec sort of prints um, on a on a white background. It looks very nice. Um, but yeah, historically, Mexico have had nice kits. Um, usually a bit out there and a bit different. But yeah, I think we've concluded that England have one of the worst kits out of the bunch so far. Yeah. But not as bad as the Puma kits, though, to be fair. They're pretty atrocious. No, I, I think overall this... Overall, there's there's a couple that are sort of really nice kits, and then they're just. I don't think there's any. There's a couple that fit that. Yeah, okay. And then I think the rest are just. I don't think this job. All the companies don't think they've done a very good job on this. I think Adidas have probably done the better job out of all of them. But yeah, even even just looking at the um, Ecuador um sort of away kit the blue one mm. it sort of reminds me of like the chelsea kit we had a couple of seasons ago that kind of looked like the bus sort of seats the, yes. the, the pattern yeah. the pattern on it matches i i don't know about that i don't know i think it looks okay i like their home kit i like i like yellow kits to be honest uh, they stand out a lot but yeah i i think i think nike them pretty well to be honest by england generally they're quite good um though though the adidas wales kits are quite nice and clean as well um i do like the trim on the away kit for the for the world one um and it's always good to see them at a major tournament also yeah i think yeah most of the the fans the welsh fans are always very passionate so they'll be buying all these kits as well so at least they have a nice kit to wear i'd probably buy the away kit for that one well, that's your, that's your uh, time in Wales coming out of there. Yeah, absolutely. You? Um, yeah, I t- Japan's got quite a nice kit. I kind of like, they're kind of like standard, but they look quite nice. Mm. The Oregon but, sort of look of the home kit is mm. quite nice. The Adidas logo, um, I don't know if it's these images or if they've removed it or not, but normally the adidas has the adidas underneath it's just now the three lines i don't know if they've updated their logos yeah i think they've just gone for a a sleeker look to be fair so i'm not sure they're going to include that i think they've just updated it but yeah if you only had to pick one that you could buy which one would you buy probably pick the south korean wake it yeah that's a good shout to be fair i'm probably inclined to say the same to be honest um yeah, definitely not the England kit, that's for sure. The Brazil kit is okay, but it's pretty standard Brazil. Yeah, I'll go for Korea as well. It is the one that stands out the most. So, well done, Korea. Yeah, that, well done, Nike, for producing actually quite a nice kit. That would be that would be one of my favourites. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm in an R about the tie-dye version of the US kit. Yeah, it's not a bad one, to be honest. But... It looks more like a T-shirt than an actual football shirt. <laughs> That is true. So, um, yeah, it's probably be South Korea for me. Yeah. Well, well done, Korea. I think that wraps it up today, to be honest. Is there anything else you wanted to mention, Joe? No, I think that's that's about it. Um, just follow us on our socials, which is 
at the Pitch Cider on Instagram and Twitter. And as you would have already known, we are now on YouTube. So check us out, the Pitch Cider on YouTube, and like and subscribe um, for more content to come. Um, Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So a nice and short uh, episode for you this week. I know it's a sort of bonus special episode. We've got another one coming on Monday, as usual, 8 p.m. So stay tuned for that. So thank you for joining me, Joe. Thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I'll take back the hosting role next week. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thank you for listening, people. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Bye.